0: Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about protecting important relationships that we have as counselors. This week, we read Four Ways to Mend Wounded Relationships, published in Psychology Today 2020. Heather, who picked this article? You did. Um, Somehow I knew I needed it. (laughs) The first point in the article is don't make a competition out of the relationship. Right.
1: And I think that can organically happen in any relationship if you're not aware of it.
0: Mm, I make a competition out of everything. Okay. You are more competitive,
1: (laughs) but I've known you a long time. And I would say that we go back and forth with ideas or concepts without it feeling competitive. Right. No one has to
0: win. Right. So you're saying I can still compete in other things? <laughs> yes, you may not compete. Like I me. just don't have to compete in as far as who's the winner within the relationship, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I think it also reflects a little bit on status in a relationship. If I'm thinking of like associate and supervisor situation, okay. Like sometimes in a supervisor role, you can be seen mm-hmm. as like having more power, yeah. which then might make. A little bit more competitive Sure. Nature.
0: even with a, a client, right? right? Could, if there's an obvious power dynamic and the and it controls the relationship, right? There's going to be a problem, correct? So when it comes to, I don't know, you're thinking when it comes to clinical decision making, there doesn't have to be a winner necessarily, correct. yeah. I, I
1: think there's in many times when we're doing supervision, my way doesn't have to be the answer. There mm-hmm. are lots of options that could be
0: sure. Or what if in, within this idea, we're also thinking about the overall winner? Right. I may still be trying to get away around this like it's competition okay. thing, but <laughs> I know I have some important relationships and part of those relationships are the fact that we compete with each other. Right. That maybe we... I can think of a time I was at a gym with a friend Mm -hmm. and we were doing something and it was a competition, but we didn't walk away thinking either Sarah's the winner all of the time or Sarah's the loser all All of the time that maybe in that one circumstance, I either won or lost, but overall we could still be equals. It's a great example. Friends. Mm -hmm. That is an important combination within supervision or as a counselor or as an employee. Right. Heather, the second point is in the article is don't go on a fact-finding mission. Right. What do you think that means? I think it's, you don't, there doesn't have to necessarily be like, go.
1: don't go looking for wrong. Don't go looking for mistakes. Don't go looking for, mm. they're going to be there. Like you don't mm-hmm. need to go hunting for them and bringing them to light yeah. all the time. That's okay. not helpful.
0: Yeah. If you're always thinking in black or white, then there's just one answer. Right. There's not room for considering someone else's perspective, Mm -hmm. that seems vital to being a counselor.
1: Yeah. And I also think it's so important in the supervisor and associate relationship. Mm -hmm. It's so important for like associates as they're growing and learning to like learn that they might make a mistake, but that doesn't make them like a horrible counselor. That doesn't Mm -hmm. make them. So it's like that learning curve of like mistakes are going to be made. It's not our job as a supervisor
0: to like slap their hand every time a mistake is made. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like supervision in part because I learn. Right. And so if I always thought I'm just looking for the right answer here or the wrong answer, there'd be less opportunity for me to hear something new, Mm -hmm. learn from their experiences or perspective. Correct. Okay. So Heather, the third point, don't shy away from radical change. Can you think of some times where you've, maybe you have shied away from radical change, or maybe you have Jumped in with two feet and had some radical change.
1: I think that I tend to shy away from change, mm-hmm. but there are occasions where it's completely necessary to mix it up enough that it doesn't, maybe if you're stuck, if your relationship is stuck or if it feels like it's on this downhill slide, maybe mixing it up and trying something completely new mm-hmm. fixes it. Maybe that's mm-hmm. like it gives new life to it. Mm
0: hmm. That makes me think that Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. And this coming Thanksgiving is not going to be the same. My right. typical Thanksgiving. Part of me is already dragging my feet and pouting a little bit, mm-hmm. going like, no. I don't want to do it that way. I'm not. Right. No, no. And some suggestions have already been made that would feel to me like a radical change. And I'm already saying, no, I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> If I have to eat a turkey sandwich on my own, right? I'm eating a turkey sandwich and thinking not everybody's Thanksgiving looks that way. It could be different and it could be fun to do it differently.
1: Right. And sometimes when you have it like big, bold change, that makes it less obvious to what you change. If everything yeah. changes at once, if you mm-hmm. now do it this way for mm-hmm. this one day or for this one thing, it takes away the... All yeah. the little things.
0: So maybe not that we can do it this year, but rather than trying to force the traditional holiday, you like take a plane to Mexico right. or something right. and just go, well, we're just doing it different this year. Right. No planes to run away to Mexico. And right that now. brings flexibility, <laughs> which is right. really important for yeah. change. And as far as a counselor not shying away from radical change, it makes me think of all the places I've worked where people said things like, but that's the way we've always done it. Right. <laughs> And it becomes like a really weird, watered down version of, right. but that's the way we have always uh-huh. done it. So to re-envision or restructure something like, whoa, we can't do it that way. Mm-hmm. We've never thought about it like that before can be hard right, for yeah. people.
1: Right. Especially if you're dealing with multiple therapists in a situation.
0: Mm-hmm. They're
1: mm-hmm. used to doing it a certain way. It's almost automatic.
0: Right. At least in the very beginning, I felt like that about uh, telehealth. Oh yeah, Absolutely. Then I went. Nope, not going to nope. work. Can't nope, do this. Don't want that. <laughs> Mm-mm. I've warmed up to it. Mm-hmm. It's still not my favorite, but I think I, now I've decided it's not my favorite. Not because I think it's not useful, right? But because I'm just not as practiced or as comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So that feels like a radical change that I've gone through in the last right. nine months. Short time. Mm-hmm.
1: When you walked in today, my office is different, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Oh," and I was like, "Yeah, it's different. I needed to mix it up." And it's really different. It's the same furniture, but it's in completely different locations. And I think it was more because I needed a change. I'm not really seeing very many clients in my office, but from where I was sitting to do telehealth, I needed to mix it up.
0: Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought of it like that. So sometimes we might be resistant to it, but it might not be that bad. And we might actually need it sometimes. Now I'm going to think about rearranging furniture. (laughs) I'm kind of tempted. I don't know that there's that many combinations that can be created in my office, but. I'm going to be thinking Uh about it.
1: And I did it all by myself because no one else was here. Oh, wow. So I just started moving stuff and just stayed until it was done.
0: Wow. (laughs) It looks good. Can you think of other times, maybe you've had a supervisee that had a hard time with radical change or was very open to radical change? In my experience, I've had more supervisees
1: open to it Mm. because I think they're seeing it as maybe they still have more flexibility. They haven't done it for years and years a certain way. So they're like, oh, well, at this agency, they do it this way. And at A private practice, they do it this way and they can see lots of different like variety. So
0: Hmm. yes, I agree. It makes me think one time thinking about professors I had or counselors that I'd known a long time. I do think they become less flexible in what they Mm -hmm. think, how they think about counseling. Right. Or what they think is possible or they're able to do in counseling. I have met with some supervisees. That are less flexible, less open to radical change, because maybe they're fearful to move away from what Mm -hmm. they learned in school. Absolutely. I can see that. I've known in, in supervising for play therapy, I've known a lot of very new out of school play therapists who maybe learned just a few examples of play therapy in school and they don't feel okay.
1: Like they have to stay right in that parameter. Right, They, they don't feel it. okay
0: doing something different or what if it looks different? Almost like it's breaking the rules. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I think that's part of therapy is breaking the rules. Me too. <laughs> it's just
1: mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah.
0: This week, actually, I was t- had a meeting with a group of people. We were discussing admissions into a treatment facility. Okay. And I had to think this mm-hmm. and I caught myself. I hope I caught myself mm-hmm. during the meeting. They were... I I think I started off and asked a question and they were answering their question with what they do now and what they've done in other places. And I had to really catch myself and think, could this work? Could what they're suggesting work? Mm -hmm. And I'm the one digging in my heels and saying, no, because that's not the way I've seen it done before. So really thinking through all the possibilities. Right. So I made myself leave that meeting saying, I'm going to think about it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see how that might think that through. Think about how it would work. Think how it would affect people and the workflow. Right. If that's what an admissions process looked like. Right. So I think I have some, of, I'm in the middle. You're maybe. in the middle somewhere. Mm-hmm. That, that makes sense. I can appreciate it. And I also find myself going, no. Right. That's not what I want to do. Right. But you're also at the point in
1: your career where you're okay saying, no, that's not what I want to True. do. True. Mm-hmm. So maybe for a supervisee, it might be harder
0: Oh, yes, because to, if they almost are forced to be open to radical right. change and if there's something that they're uncomfortable with or don't just don't like, they might not feel like they have the latitude to mm-hmm. say no. Correct. I don't know. I also <laughs> feel like I've had a lot of supervisees lately who feel like they have the latitude to say a lot of things. Yes. Do you think it's the climate we're living in, or do you think it's just? I think it's a combination of things. I think I did hear someone ju- actually earlier today say, "Well, that's millennials," and I thought, "You're a millennial, right? Why like, did you just say that?" Right, and the, and <laughs> actually, this person caught themselves and said, "Well, no, I think I do know what you mean." Right. <laughs> so I don't want to label it just that, but I do feel like I've had quite a few supervisees lately that feel like they can, hmm. they do have the ability or the I said latitude yeah, I like earlier. Latitude to say no, or say they're not doing something.
1: I think also that might be, this might be a whole other podcast episode on, we've had these, the overall arching idea that like, well, it's COVID, nothing's normal now. Nothing, oh, nothing is normal.
0: So. Everything can be radical change because right. everything's radical change right. right now.
1: So maybe that's, yeah, kind of maybe,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever had a supervisee want to do something different in supervision that felt like radical change? I don't think so. I don't think I've ever had anyone make a suggestion that I thought, Mm -mm. wow, that's so outside of what I would consider or typically do. I would like to think that if someone made that type of suggestion, I could go... Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, Whatever. Let's roll. Let's, let's try. try. Right. Let's see what happens. But I don't know that anyone has ever done that. I would think that was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. If a supervisee said, "Hey, can we have supervision outside?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we have supervision sitting on the floor? Yep. Yeah. I don't know why we <laughs> right. might why want we to, but to? <laughs> sure, we could. Yeah. So I'd like to think that I could be open to <laughs> right. things like that. Heather, the fourth point in our article: four ways to mend wounded relationships. Remember what works.
1: Yes. So I think this is important in pretty much every relationship, but knowing the person you're working with, whether it is socially supervising or client, know those things about your dynamic that feel good, Mm -hmm. that are the like kind of the cornerstones. Mm -hmm. Like these are the things that work really well, or this person processes really well when the lights are dim remember the things that work, but also like interwoven, the dynamic. It works when I just listen and nod for five minutes so they can dump.
0: Yeah. I feel like I do this an awful lot. And I wonder if it is part of being a counselor and people that are not counselors don't do this as often. Okay. But I feel like, and all the things that I've done, even to this point in my day, I think that I really emphasize this in every single task. I had Two meetings this morning. I talked to somebody about a relationship, not a client. And in all of those situations, I was saying, "Okay, but before we move on, can we just appreciate the thing that's working really well, mm-hmm. and not just appreciate it? But let's not—if we're talking about doing something different or changing something, it. right? Let's not throw it out. Right? Let's make sure we maintain that part that's really working well, right? And see how we might make some changes or what needs to happen, but." Let's not forget the good part. Right. And I think that's important, especially when we're talking clinical, right? Like you have
1: to know the things that are so good for either the client or Mm -hmm. the supervisee. But it also lends itself to like when we talk about radical change, it's almost like let's also hold on to some of those things that are important.
0: I agree. Of our four ways to mend wounded relationships, there is a happy sweet spot in there. Mm -hmm. Don't compete. Right. Don't find the right and the wrong. Radical change, but also appreciate what's working well they appreciating what's working well. I do that a lot with clients, which is why I wonder if that's part of I me think it being might, a counselor. I do too. I can think of a couple clients right now and they are in desperate need of some decent coping skills. And I talk to them about, well, what do you do on a regular basis that you enjoy? It makes you feel good. Right. It makes you happy. Right. And build from there. Mm-hmm. So we're at, we're building on, we're acknowledging what works well. We're working with that. Right.
1: If if someone enjoys something and it's pleasant interaction,
0: Mm -hmm. you're much more likely to be able to build on that foundation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This morning, one of the things that I was doing, helping a group of people work out a system, a process to make sure that an eating disorder facility had the right food on hand. Oh yeah. And they almost wanted to completely overhaul it and Mm -hmm. just go, okay, well, we're just not going to do that. We'll just give so and so a credit card and tell them to go to the store. Oh wow. (laughs) Yes, I guess that would. Solve the problem, right? we have, right? But let's think about what we're doing that's working really well, mm-hmm. and continue to build Pieces on of that. that, right? Yeah. Do you think that is something that we do because we're counselors? <laughs> yeah,
1: I think that's mental health,
0: okay. in general. Like counselors do it, and what if it's not my perspective, my total yeah. bias perspective that I love the counseling field? I don't think that all mental health providers think in a solution focused, strength based way. That
1: is true. So I would say it probably is mental health in with those mindset,
0: mm-hmm. with the
1: growth mindset, mm-hmm. then yes,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: maybe not so much if that's not the yeah, perspective. Yeah, sure.
0: Like maybe not all healthcare providers, let's right. say, think in with a growth mindset, mm-hmm. strength based, that they might try one thing and their training and their experience tells them, okay, let's get rid of that and try this other direction. Right. And
1: if this other direction works, we're just going to
0: hold on to it and we're not moving from it because it's working. mm mm-hmm. See, I knew I liked being a counselor. Okay, well, today we talked about four ways to mend wounded relationships, which is so important in all of the roles that we play yep. um, in our personal lives, but as counselors and also as supervisors. And let's say supervisors that are continuing to learn too. Correct. Very good. Thanks for listening to Supervision with a Vision. You've been listening to Supervision with a Vision. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Therapy Academy to join the conversation and get show notes. We'll be back next week with more supervision with a vision.